You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 29 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP Hans Brender. This is Christian Buckley, and I'm here with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm talking with Hans. And Hans, how are you doing today? Oh, fine. It was a long, long day. It's now late, very late in the evening, um, five hours behind you, and so I have to five close hours. the view today. I'm like, I'm eight hours behind you, so. Okay, so yeah. different, yes. Yeah. <laughs> another but way so, around. So why don't you, Hans, why don't you introduce yourself for folks that aren't familiar with you? Ah, uh, I'm a OneDrive MVP. No, that will come a little bit later. Uh, I'm an MVP with Office Apps and Servers. That's a right. new thing we yep. have heard of today. So, yes, I will be the first one uh, in the next few days, whatever, that won't be around me in the OneDrive category. So I'm speaking a lot about OneDrive. We have met up uh, in Stuttgart the first time, and then we saw us around the, the world. So you remember my card uh, as a OneDrive MVP? I have still I, I know, that one. I, I, I was, uh, was going to have it you know, for me. I like, have like a little frame, and I was going to have it here, and I was thinking about doing kind of a joke around that. But it's, yeah, so you mentioned Stuttgart. So for those like, uh, years ago, was it like 2011 or 2012 or something where I came and spoke to the user group yes. one of the coolest venues because it was in that automobile museum yes up in that room upstairs and so you had all these different levels of I don't know what well, you could describe what what that is yeah that, that's that's in was in Stuttgart we have the same in Bremen there was a SharePoint Saturday North in, in Bremen, and that was the same level with more and more old cars. And that's very interesting to have such locations. It's not only location. You know, in, in, in Warsaw, there was a sharp point Saturday. I, I wasn't there. Uh, I think 14 days ago, there was in a football stadium. You know, we have the, uh, the football, uh, the soccer things here in, 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 in in, in our world, in, in this world, and in, in Russia, and it's very interesting to have different location. It's not only the location you have, and, and it's out if you have the same location, whatever you have. Yeah, well, like, and most SharePoint Saturday events are that at like community colleges and, and, other, and other business offices where they've got the facilities for that. But I mean, I still go back and, and look at some of the venues um, that were just a lot of fun. Like, one of the first SharePoint Saturdays, if, uh, in fact, it was, was it? Uh, maybe it wasn't the first one. One of the first SharePoint Saturdays that I organized and hosted was uh, SharePoint Saturday East Bay. And it went on and we shifted it over to Silicon Valley the following year. Mm -hmm. But um, it was in, so this was uh, September, August or September of 2010. Um, was over time. in, for those that are from the San Francisco Bay Area, know that it was over in San Ramon. So right by the Pacific Bell building, there's this Marriott uh, Hotel. And we did the event there and had like 350, 400 people attending. But our speaker dinner was out in Blackhawk at what used to be called when I growing up was the Bering Automobile Museum. Mm -hmm. So hundreds of three or four floors of beautiful, rare and antique vehicles. And it's all black marble flooring. And it was, we had like 10 tables set up of just our speakers. And we had two docents walking around talking to all of the speakers uh, about the, different, the various cars. 
That mm-hmm. was a really cool event. Very special. Um, yeah, there are so many special events that, that that's fantastic. And therefore, uh, this year I will come also to US. Uh, I will go to New England to okay. our friend uh, Mark. Yep. And yes, it will. That's a long story. Uh, Fourteen days because of so many events here in in Europe. Yep. I have to go to from from Stuttgart where I live. This is southern Germany, and I have to go to the northern part. Have a sharp on user thing about one drive for business. Whole day, two and a half hours. Then I go to Hamburg to my company. Then to Amsterdam, Boston over the weekend. Have a sharp on dinner. Perhaps I will go two days more and then back to Germany, to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to, to um, that's Cologne. In Cologne, they have also a five uh, days event about technical stuff. And then I say, okay, it's enough. You have to do, yeah. there that, are some that, other that, events. <laughs> you have to work a little bit yeah. sometimes. I mean, you know, like October last year, I was on the road for three and a half of four weeks. Um, it's just gone out of the country the, the entire time. It's just, just crazy and it, it's exhausting and how much that you uh, leave behind, other work that needs to be done and then you sp- play catch up. And I was home and home for a week and a half and then I was right back out on the road over to Europe. But um, so let's, you know, aside from the events and the travels going on, kind of what's your passion? Like, what are you talking about out to audiences today? <laughs> Normally, one drive, one drive, and again, one drive. So not only, you have to say, not only the technical stuff, that's one time. Uh, the second one is, uh, tell me, hey, we have one drive here, rolled iPhone published, and nobody is using it. So that's the situation here in, in Germany. Oh, I think also in other countries, because people don't realize that we have more possibilities with OneDrive and can reduce our time. So sometimes it's deep technical. That's a deep technical part. But sometimes I spoke also for other people and tell them, hey, that's another story to collaborate, to co-authoring with all this stuff. Well, we and you using that. Right. No, that, I mean, that's a great point. I think early on in the, uh, in the community that is now like the broader Office 365 or even the Microsoft 365 ecosystem um, with all these various technologies. I mean, we both started in the SharePoint world and we've now, we're involved with a bunch of these other workloads. But so many of those topics were technical. How do you deploy? How do you extend? How can you customize uh, kind of those things? And we're now, what we saw, I mean, a few years back, but it's gotten more and more so is where you have now the business users that are coming forward and, and yeah. so it's, I mean, it's just where things are within the adoption, you know, life cycle and where you have now this broad uh, acceptance of the technology and people saying, Hey, we're paying for this. We need to understand how are other people getting the most out of this? How do we get more value of what we've already paid for? And so a lot of the conversations that I have uh, at these conferences are those kinds of questions. It's like, well, I mean, we're not using any of these features. What can you tell me? Why, why do I need to know about this? What value is there around these other features? And we have to collect some other people. The technical people, yes, you need still an administrator, but you need some other people to deploy the information, what is several behind the things in the company. So speaking at Ignite last year was a great opportunity. I have companies here in Germany with 50,000 and more 
tenant at clients in in her tenant and rolling all these things they have other problems but i found that sometimes people say yes we have collect these people we have collect the people around the globe several people that are on first release no we have to check it it's it's a new word for the first release but for the first thing that people can have all this stuff yes you say oh why, why we have to change the words again but that, that's a, the, the, the issue uh, the people have. And sometimes you found companies, yes, we have the people, and then they can go on and, and deploy other things. You know, it's a, I had a conversation, uh, well, a couple of conversations in the last week, but one earlier today where uh, we were talking about um, that problem, and it's, it's a problem across most technology uh, platforms and products, um, is that you have to do a certain level of education before you can even get to, hey, here's the best practices or here's my guidance of how to go beyond that. And so you have to make sure that you have that baseline of understanding of what's possible out of the box that does this. And then let's talk about where it goes from there. You, you can't assume that people understand those basic capabilities. We actually, I mean, I know that you know this as well, but we had problems with Office 365 when it was initially launched, where a lot of people, <laughs> uh, vendors and, and, and companies that were buying said, well, everyone knows how to use all of the Microsoft Office products. And we've been in a SharePoint shop for a couple of years, so people know how to use SharePoint. Why do we need to train people on now how to use this all, you know, in Office 365 and these different pieces together? And it's because there are differences, there are changes, there's features that are there that are on, in the cloud that are not on-prem and vice versa. Um, yeah. And there are now people are being introduced to products where they may not have used it on a day-to-day -day basis. And everyone and, knows how to upload a file into a link that you send them, but yeah. how do they really do more beyond that? And the problem is that the deployment cycles are shorter if I, you, you know, the, the old the, ever, the evergreen model. Now. Yes. Right. And now you're on a weekly basis and you have to change and have to look, hey, this thing, we want to have Office, for example, uh, Office 2016, we want you to, to freeze it up for the next two years. And then I say, yes, but thinking about you write the, the thing, you save all these documents in your OneDrive directly. And then you press the button and I want to share it with you or something else. I don't have to leave it and have to go to the website and say share it. So it's integrated now the system. And therefore it's a bad thing if you say I want to free something out of the ecosystem of Office 365. Well there's an issue there. This was the other conversation I had. So um, one of the uh, uh, sponsors of a past research project that my company CollabTalk did was uh, that around the hybrid SharePoint study that was last year, as you recall. Um, but it came and said, you know, we would love to participate in a research program that really looks at the success with numbers around it of this shift towards evergreen software release and what are the true impacts and costs of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, because training, keeping up with that from an admin perspective as well from an end user perspective I mean, it, it's the volume of, of work of effort is gone up. And I yeah, don't yeah. think that was something that was adequately um, talked to and certainly not um, measured and, and quantified. And so this company said, hey, we would like to co-sponsor that report. So we're actually looking at doing a study at the, uh, the impact of evergreen technology. So of these cloud-based services like Office 365 and mm -hmm. what the true costs of Evergreen are, we're gonna probably do that project this fall. 
And the problem is sometimes uh, the companies in Germany, Germany are always late. You know, as I write for Petite in the US, uh, people ask me, hey, what's about Germany? You have customers in, in, in all around Europe, but not in Germany. Germany's are always late. I say, if you have migrate all things in the cloud, you still have Germany. So we are still behind the scene. But now the people come and the companies are always on this. But it's all from the users. Young people say, if you have no the CTO role, if you now have a, a thing, where do you want to go in two years or three years? And they say, oh, we do it the same situation. They say, okay, I quit the job. It's not a thing of money that quit the job because the work-life balance and all these stuff of the young people, it's more important about the loyalty to a company. Right. Well, so so let me tell you, let's jump to something in the few minutes we have left. It's like, so what are the the big questions, I mean, the top three questions you get around um, OneDrive, OneDrive for Business. Uh, the top questions is, is it stable now? Yes, we know that it was a long road. And the second one is it, uh, we have several problems, still the problems with the old Groove client. And you know, that's an old story. Uh, with this company, with 55,000 users, they make a mistake and they have a wrong deployment. That means three and a half thousand wrong uh, old client. So that's the issue. People don't understand the old and the new one. You have to begin with the, the early days. And uh, is this possible to have it in this year or next year with a hybrid or with a SharePoint server in 2019? That's the whole question. That's the questions I have mostly. So what are the, as I mean, what, what's kind of new around OneDrive that people should be aware of that they might not be? Because the, the one thing that I was really interested to hear more and understand the difference, because I'm a huge Office Lens user almost every day. And now you have this scan capability um, within the OneDrive for Business app. So I, you know, talk about that. I mean, what are the differences? Um, OneDrive app is almost this, this little thing and has nothing to do with the integration into operating system. If you use it in, on Windows 10, that's the best thing you have a version 1709 or later. Yes, in Germany, I have still some companies that use 1703 because they're still using it to three years life cycle. So that's a different, you have integrated in, in, in a system. And sometimes, you know, that's a different on an iOS device or on an Android device. And therefore you have to look for. There is also available an app, but you have integrated in a, in a system, then it's smooth, it's work like any charm in, in the old days. Well, I mean, but just describe it. So folks that don't know, I mean, Office Lens, this, this uh, scanning product that's been out there for a couple different years. I mean, my, my first experience, so I use it when I, you know, out of pocket, I take pictures of receipts. I take pictures of signed contracts and save it to PDF, a multi-page PDF in my phone, and then send it off. It's replaced need for like a scanner. Um, but it's also, mm -hmm. the first time I ever used it was, I don't remember which conference it was, um, where somebody mentioned it, it might have been like a tech ed when it was launched years ago, um, where I was sitting in this 1500 person theater, this giant audience way off to the side in the front. And so I was looking at this giant skewed screen and I took yes. a picture of it so and, and kind of right sizes it, squares it off. So it made yep. it, you know, readable. And yep. I just thought this is fantastic to have this. 
and and save it to whatever your shared storage is and you know OneDrive or or Dropbox or or Apple or whatever it is you can hook all of those things up there depending on what you need to do or email it straight out mm -hmm. so when I heard that there was now this scan capability within the OneDrive app I thought well what what are they adding into this and what different yes the difference was in the past that is OneDrive personal, that's your personal thing. And now for many companies, that was when user-wise you have to vote and they have heard your votes. And therefore now you have the possibility it will roll out till uh, Ignite. So they want to have it in OneDrive for business. So then many people say, yes, I have some immobiles, I have some pictures to make for my business. And that's a bad thing to, to mix personal and business things. So now you can decide OneDrive for business or OneDrive personal. Well, very cool. Well, I mean, I mean, that's a big deal too, because it's, um, I have, you know, set up and I'm using both of those things in very specific ways. Um, certainly with all the client projects and be able to um, scan those things directly into a, a you know, folder, um, receipts, paperwork, things into the project folder rather than the generic, you know, personal OneDrive folder and then have to go do things in the back end. I mean, it certainly simplifies, streamlines some of that activity. Well, well, Hans, as just in general, like how can people find out more about you? Like where are you writing, blogging? Um, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yes, I still blog uh, in one try in, in, in a WordPress blog. That's hansbrander.com, and uh, I blog in two languages. That means yes, in German and also in English. And you will see me at Ignite. So I will come over personal. We will see it. I will speak there second time. That's a great opportunity for me. And uh, yes. Uh, you will find my address around the globe. You have to look and search with your search engine, whatever you want. Just type in Mr. OneDrive and then your picture yes. comes up. Right? <laughs> That's perfect, yes. Well, Hans, well, thanks a lot for your time today. It's always great to talk to you, and I'm, I'll see you soon. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>